<laughs> yeah, did it. I did it. <laughs> Stay from back here. No. All right, it's Terrific Thursday. Turned up Thursday. What other single-A baseball stories do you know that go with Thursday? Thirsty Thursday. Big time good morning to you and welcome back to Cinchtown Adult here on the second floor of the RMEF Outdoor Show. Here in the shadows of the Gold Buckle Beer Bar, please welcome today's hosts. <laughs> it would be a really talented and awfully good guy, Josh Hambone Hilton, and a guy, another guy to his right, the namesake, Justin Rumford. Yeah. Don't let the good. mic shock you guys. Good Thursday. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Day number eight. Day number 694. Sorry for my vocals. I feel great, but my voice is being a pussy. So, um. (laughs) Wow, starting off with that. There you go, Hambo. It's a good day. It's a good day. It's a beautiful day, Las Vegas. Um, Good rodeo last night. I thought it was an excellent The power stayed on, so we got that. Hey, Steve. I just saw you right there. Hi, Mr. Miller. So anyway, um, yeah, it was a, it was a good show. I was I was happy. I actually, when you think back on it, like at this portion of the rump chat every day, we talk about what happened last night. It was pretty uneventful. There was it, no crossfires. It really there was, was no rolling blackouts. There was uh, no. Uh, so when Rocker got off his horse, it was right kind of in front of the production deck. And he knew because he did not ride that horse very good. And he gets off and he's like, he, he makes his face like, Egh. he knew like, and when they said the score, there was no, what the f bomb? No, you know, he knew because there was a couple strokes that that horse had him really out of position. But uh, it was a tough pin of horses. It was the E pin, I guess, and the bareback riding them had to have been. So there was, was uh, a rank pin. Is that no, 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 no? I didn't think so. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a great rodeo last night. Nothing. I mean, nothing really wild happened. There's nothing for um, Uncle Jim who got on a bull in 1978. There's nothing for him to post about today. Um, but we do want to say continue prayers for Reed as he's still in the hospital. Reed Doll. Yep. Uh, Eli Sharkey from the BFO, he's in the hospital still with uh, lacerated liver and some other injuries. Um, and, Lord, I, I want you to be with the guy that robbed the 7-Eleven last night, and they caught him in the parking lot of the Thomas and Mac. So that was a true story. The guy robbed the 7-Eleven, and then they caught him in the parking lot, and so they had things locked down, like, during the bull riding. Like it, so they weren't letting people out. Dang it, I missed that. So Alan Reinheimer, the GM, he gets up, he goes, good show, I got to go outside handle something and he took off and then the prca find the 7-eleven <laughs> but stop with the fines I'm you, not. you sound like everybody on facebook this is nothing new well i just hate it and you're not going to change my mind on that oh i know what i wanted to give a big shout out to dirk tavender who's got a completely blown out knee who can't hardly walk being three six last night yeah when other awful. when other sports 
won't do anything with a sprained ankle or an ingrown toenail. Dirk Bulldogs with a leg that does not work and still did good. And my man Tanner Bruner from Kansas. He finally got into money last yep. night, so that's good if you had him on his fantasy team and if you didn't. So, oh. yeah, it was, it was a, it's a good perf, you know, going into uh, round number eight tonight. Speaking of fantasy, I think you're still second. In the Tattoo League? In the Tattoo League. That? I Let's cannot look wait. That up real quick. Yeah, I cannot wait for that. If you haven't got, uh, or if you don't do pro fantasy yep. next year, you need to check it out. Number two? You're Katie, uh, Katie Kaufman is one. You're number two. Um, and let's see, Andy Wilson is four. John Harrison jumped me just by a few dollars, but he's fourth and I'm fifth. Right on. And last is Coleman Proctor. Oh, God. I, I hope that we get to give him the tattoo. I'm going to get him a tattoo of that rum chat signal right there. Hey, also, you would know this because you're in production at the NFR. Let's go to a portion of the show I like to call, Is It True? Okay. Today on social media, on Facebook, uh, there was a post that Kid Rock is going to be the guest at tonight's rodeo. Is that true? Can't tell you. Oh, my gosh. It's happening. Watch and find out. It's, if Kid Rock does come tonight, that would be great. And I want him to meet our, our uh, mechanical bull riding op- over. Look at that mullet. Look at that mullet, everyone. That could be a Kid Rock mullet. Look at that thing. That's majestic. He spends all day slamming young boys and girls into a mat in the top of the convention center off of Mechanical Bull. Of all the jobs you could have in Las Vegas, I think probably the best job would be running the Mechanical Bull. Justin Rumford. What? Nothing. So anyway, uh, what else? How was, the, how was your Mirage party? The Mirage party last night was awesome. We had the Randy Rogers band. and uh, They got a great security team. Yeah, they do. Um, we had Moe's from Yellowstone come to the Yeah, Boomer Reeves was there, your boy. Yeah. He's, I don't know. If, if you're going to hire a <laughs> if you're gonna hire a bodyguard, probably don't hire a 72-year-old man who's got 16 felonies. That's just, <laughs> like, if I'm hiring a bodyguard, it's going to be a big dude, you know, like, like I need a bodyguard. I mean, you've seen these things. You've seen what these things can do in the ring. Now you're going to see so what they can saying, do on the street. you're saying because the guy's made a few mistakes? How, if you had a dollar for every time you've been in jail, how many dollars would you have? Uh, well, if I had a dollar for every felony I'd had, I've had no none. How about jail? I've never cheated anybody out how about, of... How many dollars would you have if you went to jail? It's Every time I went to jail, the people were laughing when I got there. It wasn't like it was facetious. How many dollars? Nine, seven. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but here's the thing. I've never been arrested for a felony for fraud over $385,000. <laughs> yes, I've stolen stuff from my friends. I know, Hambone. I stole your meat thermometer three years ago, and you won't let it go. <laughs> Yes, sometimes at rodeos, I get into other people's trailers. And That's very true, he did. Uh, I, I love to do this because Garrett Yergin, I get in his trailer all the time and take cash out of his billfold and then hand it to people <laughs> in the stands. But I don't keep it. I don't keep it. I've done some things that maybe society wouldn't look on, but I do it out of love and care. How about and, the $100 chip we stole from Lon Danley? Yes, I, I did do that, but I was helping Lon because he was overserved, and by me choking him out... <laughs> Taking to his room and then robbing him was the best thing I could do as a friend. And, and, then, and you got to admit, though, I, that, was not, that was not bad on my half. 
No, but then we took the chip, and I said, you want to double it? And Rump goes, yeah. So I took it, and I put it on black, and it hit red, <laughs> and he was so pissed. He still hasn't forgiven me. That's been 10 years ago before Logandale. People don't forget. Anyway. 100, well, 100 bucks is 100 bucks. Our awesome rodeo of the day, Cinch World Championship Junior Rodeo, presented by Montana Silversmiths. I want to bring up our first guest. Let's bring him up. The Senior Director of Business Development, Ms. Sammy Miller, and Vice President and GM of the Lazy E Arena, Mr. Dan Wall. The beautiful Miss Sammy. Yeah, You're all right. I have we'll had some Justin. fun at the Lazy E Arena over my life. <laughs> you know the Rumfords very well, don't you, Dan? I have, I, I actually have a record at the Lazy E that can be verified. There's a guy here that, that knows that. In 2002, when I was 21 years old, I won a bet in the Ropers Cantina. Well, I didn't win a bet at the time. But my friends bet me $75 that I cannot run from one end of the arena to the far end of the arena in my underwear. And <laughs> I wasn't there. But no, I you weren't there for that. <laughs> But remember that, Shandon? That really happened. <laughs> the story lives on, so yeah. it must be true. I, I can't exactly. do that. Due to uh, fatness and bad knees, I probably won't be able to match that again, so you're welcome. <laughs> Did you make it to the far end without the underwear coming down is the only thing? No, I made it clear to the back door, but the bad part is I left my clothes at the, uh, by the canteen, and by the time I got to the back door, no one would bring me, so I had to sneak out of the lovely facility and... In my whitey tidies. <laughs> and, it, of course, it was 1.30 a.m., but anyhow. So, uh, Sammy, let's talk about uh, what they're doing, y'all. They're, they're expanding this youth division, and it's big-time money for kids. I mean, there's a lot of youth rodeo, you know, high school rodeo, junior high rodeo, junior world finals, um, junior NFR. There's a lot of things. This event at the Lazy E, it's the end of the summer, I think end of July, correct? The 25th through the 29th? That, yeah, that's correct. Yes. Um, it, you can use all those associations, just like most WCRA events that with the adults. Um, this could mean you could put this all in one. It could be a, a legit world champion on the youth division. Absolutely. That's the goal is to, you know, partnering with WCRA and their DY program is to, um, and, of course, WCJR, um, to bring everyone together and crown one, one world champion in each event by, by the end of the summer. So, and and they're going to win legit money here oh, too. Yeah, two hundred thousand dollars guaranteed added money for this event. Wow, right. added money. Added money. That's yes. not total. That's added money for these kids. Right. It blows my mind. I remember entering you know youth rodeos and winning like twenty dollars. Yeah. And like. Never had another poor day. Yeah, like they'd be walking up with your envelope that says your name and how you finished in the junior rodeo. Like for you, it'd be Josh Hilton, fifth (laughs) place, $8. In the breakaway. Yeah. 14 to 18. (laughs) But I mean, like, that's pretty cool. It's legit money uh, for these kids. Because I know there's several kids out here now that that rope and stuff that there's there's 14-year-old kids winning like 10 grand. I didn't have ten grand till last year, you know what I'm saying? So like, pretty cool deal. Well, look what it's done. Look at like Riley Webb and Kincaid Henry, 
You know, these kids these days are young. They're 18, 20. I mean, the, 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 the progression of youth rodeo has really created these champions today and now are in the Thomas and Mac winning hundreds of thousands of dollars. Tell us about, like, uh, so the people at home or people here, people watching, uh, how they get their kids involved in this. So there, there's multiple ways you can enter, which is a great, a great format. Um, obviously, we have the open entry, which is through uh, Lazy E Arena and WCJR. People can, anybody can enter. You don't have to be a part of, you know, one association or another. You can enter. Um, but the other two great ways are through WCRA and their DY program um, that is growing quickly. And uh, that's through qualifier series and, um, you know, the highest on their leaderboards, one through 16, I believe. Um, so there's many ways to get involved with WCJR. So if you're a parent, remember $200,000 at the end of the summer. It's like the big uh, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, right? So um, remember that. It's, it's a great, you know, um, addition to your summer plans and to be sure to come out. And plus, even just going to the Lazy E is just absolutely iconic. And the, the improvements that have made there over the years with all the different rope and places there, with uh, the, the new covered warm-ups, and the, it's just that place has evolved with the times. And it, it's absolutely a, a pinnacle of rodeo to pull in uh, awful lazy around the curves and you see the white fence and and for all the things that have happened there from the time event finals to the steer opening back in the day with bull nanza i don't know if y'all when bull nanza was there i mean that place has done it and seen it of course my jogging across my underwear but that doesn't really tie in but as far as the facility goes every year that place just gets better doesn't it dan it does and uh Hold your shorts because it's going to get even better. Nice. We're, we're in the process right now of looking at a massive renovation plan, primarily to handle the overall scope of growth that we've been fortunate to have over the last number of years. COVID was one of Lazy E's best friends because every place else in the world shut down. And because Oklahoma was progressive and forward thinking and we're privately owned and nestled in our own little acreage out there in the country, we were able to stay open in a safe way, but we were able to stay open and move forward. Oh, yeah. The, the, everybody, social media is blowing up like NFR is going. Where's the NFR going to go? It's lazy. And, um, we it weren't did. quite ready for the NFR. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it, I mean, it was an option, you know. I mean, just to have it, it was an option. But uh, And now the world-famous BFI has moved from Reno to the Lazy The BFI found a home, and that's at the Lazy E. And it was like sold out. It, it mean, just packed. It was. It was. And one of, one, of the, one of the great things about it is, granted, it's centrally located. Our location is one of our best attributes. It's a huge calling card for a number of the, the big events that want to move there because travel for mom and dads these days, I mean, $5 diesel. Thank you, Joe Biden. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not sure what your politics are, but. Hey, whatever you want to say. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah. yeah. But when you're paying $5 diesel and you got to drive all the way across the country, being centrally located is a huge advantage. So with the renovations that we have coming, we're looking at adding a whole new scope on the, to the Lazy E business model. You know, we're, it was built for all things rodeo. Right? But when it was built 35 years ago, the structure was built for spectator events, like you're talking about, Bull Nanza. Right? So... 
the infrastructure now needs to support the current business model, which is more towards contestant-driven events. BFI, timed events, National Little Bridges Finals, now with World Championship Junior Rodeo. So we're primarily a contestant-driven event. It's all, just like Mr. McKinney's motto for WCRA is all things cowboy. That's the way the Lazy Ease model is. So everything that we're adding and building is what is the best thing for the contestant. So we've got some new plans that we'll be rolling out here in the very, very near future with the guys of, we want to be youth rodeo capital of the world for June and July, two months of the year. Mom, dad, grandma, and grandpa, they can just plan to come to the Lazy E and the best youth rodeos in the world will be right there. Okay, I'm going to ask you a very serious question. What's your golf cart policy at these youth rodeos? <laughs> Well, they need to have, what's those things called where that you can... Roll bars? No, the, the big yeah. breather things yeah. that you can drive into the water, those swamp breather things. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I, I've seen the, several videos from Everything Youth Rodeo where you have one golf cart, nine kids, six saddles, four bells of hay, four dogs. And one or two in the lake. <laughs> yes. Though the, the legend is true. Yes. So that happens. It, it might have happened. <laughs> See, that is, every time, uh, uh, you know, you, you think about the youth rodeo, and, and um, that always comes up, like, parents are always talking about the golf cart situation, but, I mean, you got to have that, because when you have at these youth events, I mean, you look at, you look out here right now, I mean, just the line, the massive amount of people that comes in, I mean, you can't park everybody by the arena, you know, so due to the thousands of contestants, you know, you have teenagers on golf carts in the water. I mean, we're a 1,000 acres nestled out in the country. We have one gated entrance in and out. We have our own security. So we're, we're built to be family friendly. And so you let 2,000 kids run loose, one or two of them might pull a Rumford and run, quote, <laughs> the golf cart out into the lake. So yeah, right, for every 1,000 right. kids, there's at least two rumps. It just might rumpers. happen. Yeah, there's <laughs> at least two rumps for every 1,000 kids. That's right. Well, I think, I think it's, it's pretty awesome, like, especially what you're trying to do, and you look at uh, – Back in the past, of, of the first one of the first ones that did that with the IFYR and Shawnee, uh, you know that was the first major youth rodeo where they were really trying to pay off, and and uh, I won second there one year, and it paid like twenty five hundred bucks. Which at the time I was like, I this is this will I'm I'm rich from now on. But the the thing about it is, it has evolved like with the money and and it, I mean in in everything rodeo with the, with team ropings and you know. There's guys that come out to Vegas to the World Series of Team Rope and not even really good team ropers can win 50 grand. Like, my neighbor won 50 grand, and I've never even seen him swing a rope. So, I mean, like, the, the money in these deals is just ridiculously good. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, year-long, it's a, it's a year-long deal. Right. You know, it, you can really, and I'm going to go back to what I said before, you can really crown a world champion. And that's, that's huge. Well, and the other part of our business model, too, is we're about creating opportunities, okay? Mr. McKinney, us, the Lazy E family, we want to create a legacy. And so we're definitely not in this to try to compete with associations that are friends and family of the Lazy E. Little Bridges Finals is already there. We're actively recruiting the junior high and the high school finals. We want to be the home for youth rodeo. So creating a model that competed with them just wouldn't have been smart business. The IFYR either. So. Our goal was to create something new, create something different that created 
let's say, just another step on the ladder for those kids to see there's an avenue from going from, quote, you know, a little rump that's just out there running in Little Wrangler or whatever at the Little Bridges Finals or a weekend rodeo, all the way up through junior high, high school, IFYR, WCJR, which is World Championship Junior Rodeo, on into college and the pros. There, there needs to be an avenue for kids to see they can get from peewee football to the NFL. And that's what rodeo needs, and that's what we've tried to create. Just another opportunity for kids. Yeah, we, we got to keep, keep our contestants coming up, you know, so, so because that, yeah. they go away, we don't have anywhere to tell jokes and play music. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, it's July 25th through the 29th. Correct. Um, yes. There's no other major youth rodeo going on. Not so at the it's, same it's time. planned it's strategically. Correct. Tell, again, tell how uh, people, uh, website or website, anything. Website, absolutely. You can go to wcjrrodeo.com and look for additional information on how to enter, um, which also gives you the opportunity to go to DY's website as well. Um, so, you know, I want to just add on here that we, we talk about the money and everything else going into this event and lots of planning. And as well as you guys know, there, you cannot do it without really, really great partners. And Cinch is our title sponsor, amazing partners. Um, you know, they're all about the youth, and uh, we're proud to partner with them. And Montana Silversmiths is our presenting sponsor. And we've got a whole host of other great corporate partners across the U.S. that have teamed up with us. So um, I just want to give a shout-out for them. So. Outstanding. Cinch has always been on that forefront. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, putting high school champions on semi-trailers and just they've always been on that forefront of, of youth rodeo. So, yeah, again, big thanks to them. And, uh, Sammy, one more really important question. What the hell are you doing with Steve since he retired? We've all are still asking ourselves that question. Uh, Steve oh, Miller, man, long time. He is damn busy. Damn busy. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we thank you guys so much for thank coming you. by. Thank Everybody you. check it out. Let's give a big round of applause. Directing the Youth of World Championship. I can't wait. Let's see what we do. Hello. Glad we thank could help. You. Appreciate thank you, you guys. Thank, thank you. you. And for everybody that's listening on the podcast, Thanks, wherever guys. you may be, be sure to check out the Lazy Arena for any event you can get there. It's just, it's absolutely fabulous. The fabulous Lazy E. And I want to say thank you to everybody that's been downloading. We've got 67,000 downloads in the last eight days. So people are tuning in, and we appreciate y'all listening. Yeah. All right. Here it comes. Well, here comes the Thunderdome. One of our dear friends, longtime amigo, padre, comrade, He's a little wild, but salt of the earth, legendary stock contractor, our dear friend. Let's give it up for Matt Birch. This is the perfect song for Matt Birch. Hey, have me a beer out there. Would you be a gold buckle beer? Anytime we can get Matt Birch to come by, um, on our social medias, so we got, between the Instagram and the Facebook, the we Instagrams. got 26,000 followers, and um, we get messages all the time, 
when are you going to have back on Matt Birch? When is Matt Birch coming back? Matt Birch, like, me and Hambone, we kind of get overplayed sometimes. But uh, I'm so glad to have him back on because we are Matt Birch fans. We we can beat you up. We're tougher than you are. And... um, (laughs) And I think that's the cool thing that you're here knowing that me and Hambo could dominate you at any time and there's nothing you can do about it, but yet you'll still be our friend. How in the hell is it going, Matt? It's going great. It's going great. Glad to be back on here with you boys. So, uh, yeah, how's your week been? Uh, it's been long. Let's, <laughs> let's put it that way. I mean, you're out here for 14 days. I mean, it gets... Uh, Gets to be a grind. My gambling habit has never changed. Always down, <laughs> never up. But uh, had a lot of fun. That's Get to right. see a lot of people. Great rodeo. Get to buck some horses and bulls. I mean, it's been good. It is. It, that, that, Matt's one of those guys. Like when I first saw him the other night at the well before Mike's deal, Mike Servey's deal, and it just. I mean, like I saw him, and I beelined it. I think there's like three people that tried to stop and talk to me, and I just wanted to go give him a hug. He's just one of those guys. You know, I'm telling you, if you ever get a chance to hang out with Matt, Anna, I mean, they're just so much fun. And we have done so much stupid shit and had but, a lot of laughs along the way. Yet here we all are still hanging out. It's like Hotel California. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. For sure. So talk about Birch Rodeo this year. Got to, what horses, what bulls, and NFRs this year? Uh, we didn't do, do good this year. We got two Bronx and a Bull out here this year, but um, they've all bucked. We ain't gave a rewrite on one of them yet. <laughs> and got Lunatic from Hell out tonight with Rider Right. It's going to be a great match. Who's on so. my fantasy team? Ooh. Winning. Winning. Do you, yes. go, do you go down to the stock contractor room every night? Or, like, what, what's, what takes us to your normal day as a stock contractor at the NFR? Now, not, not anybody's day, your normal day. <laughs> My normal day, well, this ain't going to sound too professional, but this is who I am, so I don't change nothing for nobody. But Hell yeah. I get up in the morning and go down to the long bar and sit there and uh, gamble on a machine and drink, BS with everybody, load up in the car at 4 o'clock, go to the rodeo, <laughs> go measure my flank, eat a little food in the stock contractor's room, go to the bareback rider's room and start drinking whiskey. Go flank your horse, your bull, and then... Load back up and go back to the casino and start gambling and drinking again. That is why people want to be a stock contractor right there. That's Th- living. That is when we, you know, we always talk about Motley Crue. And, and uh, have you seen The Dirt, the Motley Crue movie? Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. When he's like, take me through a normal day. What was it like rodeo with, or <laughs> rolling with Motley Crue every day when something like this? That would have been the perfect deal for, for us to make a video. Of the Matt Birch day. You know, remember the last, remember Logandale when they were there? Yeah, we never got to come back after that. <laughs> I had a, you guys did. Uh, I had a toy hauler camper, and the back, I moved all the sound around so everybody could come in through the back because my camper was the bar. <laughs> like, I would leave, you know, well, an hour before the perv, go start pre-show music. And then I'd come back afterwards, and <laughs> dirt, cow shit, cow bullshit, I guess. There's not really a bunch of cows at the rodeo. But Good one, handbone. Yeah. Anyway, and <laughs> I'm like, but it was you guys, and it was fine. And then that one day, who was it? Dallin Duncan? 
Was it Dallin? All them bull riders. Dallin weighs about 115 pounds, and he tried to keep up with you. Let's just say it didn't work out so well for Dallin. No, it never has. He's tried it three or four times, and it's never worked for him yet. (laughs) But but it's not always like that. You know, obviously, this is like a, a vacation, per se. I mean, we're all working, but for... Because when you're home, how many sections do you guys run in, up in Wyoming? Oh, you'd have to get your calculator out on sections, but we run on 180-some thousand acres right there, about 185,000 acres. So it's not like this every day. No, it, it is ain't. work, hard work, and it's always been that way. So I think when you get away from it, you like to play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is my vacation Exactly. Right so I take advantage of it for yeah, sure. Yeah, because when you get back, it's like, you know, Back I don't know, the grind. eight, eight the degrees and snowing and oh, yeah. going gathering cows. or. But or when you get back this horses. year, I get to go to an event for them. I'm very, very excited about it. I miss. I my, miss it. My boss is right back there for, I'm going to the Buck and Ball in Gillette, Wyoming, presented by Sanch. Cinch and Kissick Water. Kissick Water. That's what I was trying to go. Yeah. So um, in, in the cool thing is I'm not going as a rodeo clown. I'm going as a personality, and I will be wearing a blue tuxedo. I'm so no jealous. face paint, but I was—I actually got the Burgess asked me last year to go to uh, the Buck and Ball, and I got the COVID. <laughs> Didn't make it. This year I will be, and that is a special event. And, uh, and the reason why, like I've never been yet, but I, after the NFR, those events are pretty cool. Uh, I've got to work to Chase Hawks once which that's usually like the week after the NFR. But it seems like once the NFR is over, all those contestants like take a deep breath and you can just go to those events and cut loose and have fun. Like we went to the Chase Hawks with like all the bull riders and bronc riders brought their kids and, you know, everybody was in the swimming pool at that hotel and drinking beer and buying people in the Calcutta and losing money and crying and having to call their wives and stuff like that. But the buck and ball, it's, it's, Special, too, because those Cowboys dig that. Like, it's a cool event. Talk about the ball. Well, we started. This will be our 20th year. Um, should have been our 21st year because COVID, you know, shut us down in 2020, I guess it was. But, yeah, um, it originated me and a buddy of mine and my ex-wife's sister. We went to a bull riding one time, New Year's Eve, I took some bulls down there to Spearfish, South Dakota, and it was, I mean, a good bull riding, but I obviously knew that there could be something better to do New Year's Eve and go just to a regular bull riding. So we went home, and we just scratched out a plan. I said, we're going to get try to get 10000 out of in each event, bareback riding, bronc riding, bull riding. I'm going to call all my buddies, Dan Mortensen, Danny Hay, all them guys. I mean, I knew them all. Told them what we was going to do, and... If it weren't for them, they came the first year, and it was a sold-out crowd. We didn't think that was ever going to happen. Didn't make hardly any money off of it because we put everything we had into it to get it to there. And then it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and now we're at 25000 out in each event, bareback wow. riding, bronc riding, bull riding, and, your, and PRCA Extreme. And so. your host hotel has got to be – I don't know if that's still there, but one of my favorite things used to do was – the day after the bucking ball was to check all the contestants' Snapchats 
and see how many of them were sleeping on couches in the lobby of the hotel. Yeah, the, there's <laughs> there's at least a, a, a dozen young kids sleeping. Young kids, I mean early 20s. Drunk, passed out on couches and chairs like this. In the, in lobby. the lobby. Yeah, and it looks like a slumber going, party. They're just going business as normal. It's like, it's fine. It's the buck and ball. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, uh, they kind of rooted us out of there. I mean, it's not our host hotel anymore because uh, my daughter, bless her heart, she's <laughs> a pretty tough one. And yeah, she is. She took care of a drunk guy one night, hit him in the face, and they claimed that knocked him into the water fountain, and it broke the water fountain. Well, the water fountain was broke three days prior to that because I tried getting water out of it. So <laughs> they're just trying to blame it on us. So, But they still have a big party there that – is it the Arbuckle, I guess, ain't it? Yeah. And, uh, but we moved to another place, and it's the same way. We drink beer all night long in there after New Year's Eve, and they cater to us. It's a great place. Is Chansey playing this year? Yeah, Chansey's playing there, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. There, You have the arena, and then you walk across, and they got a huge pavilion, and it's just people everywhere. I think I even bartended a little bit one night. Um I was blessed to go a couple times, and uh, it is so fun. I miss that event. I, I, I damn sure do. I wish I was going this year, especially since you're going. Yeah. What's the, what's the wildest thing that's ever happened at Buck and Ball that you can remember? Oh, wildest <laughs> thing that ever happened to the Buck and Ball. Uh, now, remember, you're on Rope Chat. You can say whatever you want. Um, there's been a lot of fist fights. I've had to drag some guys out of the dance. There's like 7,000 people at the dance. I mean, Huge. It, it just gets out of hand wild, but it's fun. We've kind of got the fighting deal down to a nail down. Nobody should be fighting. Um, the chicken rope, and I used to put a chicken roping on every year the next day. What? That's when it gets really wild, and all the bronc riders stay over, and they Wait, piss out. their wives off by not going home the next day. <laughs> what is they, a chicken roping? Throw a chicken in a pen, you rub him around the neck, you can't get a wing. You can't choke your chicken, and then you heal him. <laughs> you never been to a chicken roping? I've never heard of a chicken roping. Oh, God damn, I'm like good at it. Like real chickens? <laughs> real chickens, man. I, I'm, a, I'm a true blue stock contractor. Yes. I had like 40 chickens for years. And my own crate box, my own arena and everything. He even took it to the ride at the Vista Dories ride in California. I did for Mike Mike Servey. Mike Servey took him out to the Is this a joke? That's for real. This is not a joke. It's for real. Bull crap. No, it's real. It's true. You've never seen a chicken rope. He even hauled stock to Southern California. (laughs) Well, I had them shipped in there. Uh, (laughs) I didn't haul them. Did you use special chickens for (laughs) your California? You had to use native chickens. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I wasn't going to haul chickens. I flew in there, but uh, I think Vince from Clovis, he's the one that rounded up the chickens for us, and he had them up there. But Did you invent chicken roping? Oh, no, I didn't invent it. it was, I think the first time I ever heard about chicken roping was over the 4th of July in Belfouche, South Dakota, and they started a chicken roping there, and it turned into a big, big deal. What's harder to rope, a chicken or a goat? A chicken. <laughs> okay, Hold but on. you don't choke your chicken. Well, that's one number one rule. You can't choke the chicken. You got to lead him around there, you know. <laughs> hop him into the trap. I'd like to know, like I know a lot of great cowboys and a lot of great ropers, but it would be interesting to know the first person said, you know what, we got all those chickens over there. We don't have a lot to do this afternoon. What kind of rope do you even rope a chicken with? <laughs> 
Did just you take the, the ropes to California or did you fly those? I'll tell you the best ropes you can use is them phone cart, uh, them phone chargers they got right now. Cut the end off it, put a hondo in it. They got some weight. Them are the kind of ropes I like to use. I ain't kidding you. I, I got the chicken roping at New Year's Eve Bucking Ball one year. Calgary Stampede even sponsored a saddle oh my God. for the winter. Guess who won it? You. No. A coal miner that don't even know how to rope. <laughs> how can Every you team roper in the country showed up. I think we had 850 teams at last till 3 o'clock in the morning. How many chickens oh. did that take? All 50 of them, and they was wore out. Trust me. Does your brother help you with the chickens? <laughs> no. Well, so okay. Let me, I, I got a good story about that. Let me explain Chad real quick. Chad Birch, they're twins. Look nothing alike. Uh, yes, they're, they're you know, uh, Matt's an extrovert. Chad's an introvert, right? And Chad would much rather hang out with animals than humans anytime. He says... There's two people, there's two things in this world I do not like. Humans and bugs. <laughs> insects. And insects. And people and insects. People and insects. So, anyway, that's, Chad loves animals. Okay, tell them about the chickens. All right, so one year after the chicken roping, it was dirty cold there in Gillette. It was like 30 below zero. And I really didn't have no place to take these chickens other than my ch brother's house, which he's got a fully enclosed stud barn. That's where we used to raise all our racehorses and everything. Heated. So I, well, Chad was at the roping, obviously. He's a big chicken roam. He said, oh, yeah, we can take them right down there, my friend. We can take them right down there. So I took them down there and unloaded them in there, and it stayed, like, cold for a week. Pretty soon, Chad calls me up, and he goes, uh, uh, my friend, we need to get these chickens out of here. They're shitting all over my place in here. I said, oh, it's still cold. He goes, well, you're right. I said, well, do you want to really kick him out when it's cold? No, no, they can stay a little bit, but these are the fightingest son of a bitches you've ever seen in your life. Because they's all roosters, you know. So I showed up there literally one day, walked into the stud barn, and he's got this rooster tied up by one leg to the top of the rail. And the rooster just, like, I mean, he's standing on one foot, but the other one's up on the ground like... I go, what in the hell are you doing? He goes, that is one mean little son of a bitch, and I'm training him. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever you want to do here. So about two days later, he called me up, and he was mad. Like, we got to get these chickens out of here. I said, all right, I'll come down there. So I rounded up a couple guys, and we showed up. Well, it was a pretty nice day that day, so he had the, uh, the end of the barn open. So there's chickens in the barn, in the stall barns, and outside. So we did the best to hem up all the chickens we could in one stall and started nabbing them up. And then all of a sudden, I heard a gunshot go off. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Looked around, <coughs> went outside, here's Chad. He's got him a 30-30 lever action rifle. He's starting to shoot these chickens. He said, we got to get rid of them. I said, well, that's fine with me. I said, I don't, I mean, shooting them, I don't know if you want to do that or not, but whatever. And then pretty soon he got a big old tear in his eye. <laughs> he said, Matt, I just can't do this. Some of these chickens are my friends. <laughs> I said, well, give me the gun. <laughs> I got the gun, started shooting. I think I shot one chicken, and I was aiming at another one. He goes, no, 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 not that one. That one's a good chicken. 
I said, well, you better start telling me what's good chickens because I'm going to clean these chickens up. How do, you, how do you know which one's a good chicken? Like, oh, he, My brother, it, it don't matter. Bulls, I, horses, chickens. I mean. I, I promise you he's out there at 3 in the morning sorting chickens. Oh, yeah. Hurting I mean, them up because cutting the fighters out. You know, yeah. I was at rodeos, horse fighting, son of a bitch. She's oh, got he, to go. <laughs> I, one time at Houston, when I was on the feed crew, it wasn't even your horses. It was Kirsten's horses, and this one horse would nip at them others. <laughs> yeah, and he gets that. off the they're, uh, Houston. They keep all the contractor. They got big traps, and they keep their, you know, obviously different pens of horses in there. He gets off and takes the plastic off of a guide wire on a pole. A power pole, yeah. And he puts it over his shoulder. And we're, what are you doing, Chad? His horse is rude, and I will not stand for it. <laughs> and he stood there and sorted him off and stood there as he ate by himself and let the others eat. We said, and we left him. Well, okay, I will not stand for a rude animal. He stayed there all morning while they ate their grain in them tubs. <laughs> with that, with, with that, that guide wire yeah, plastic. It was like a plastic eight-foot stick. <laughs> so back to this chicken thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> so I'm coming this year to the Buck and Ball. Is there, is it? No chicken rope in this year. I ain't put a chicken rope off in, I think, the last three years. It just got to be a mess. What if Rump Chat sponsors it? Well, I just got to find the chickens. <laughs> is there if they're any, as high as everything else, I ain't buying a $25 chicken and rope it. I mean, did, is there any wild chickens out of the ranch that got out from the barn? Uh, <laughs> they started seen, their own herd? No. We got them all gathered other than the ones we shot. Like like the Brumbies on Man from Snowy River. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part about that, I think we only shot a couple of them. And we finally got them all herded up in the barn. And Chad goes, uh, does anybody see that big yellow chicken? I said, we caught him right off the get-go. And he goes, we got to dig him out of the box. That's a good chicken. He don't need to deserve to be in with us. <laughs> he wanted to bury him in a different grave? No, we... <laughs> Oh, we, he was we left four of his friends there. <laughs> I don't know whatever happened to them. They did, they but he knew which ones block. was his friends. You know that that song, uh, the Tennessee Stud. It's talking about roaming through the field, or <sighs> you know, all the strawberry road, and they're going to be writing country songs years from now about the wild, free-range chickens of northern <laughs> Wyoming. Out on the hills north of Gillette, a wild yellow chicken roamed. He cruised around not being roped, and he was not even owned. And then it'd be like, the birch is chicken. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so uh, one other thing about your brother, one of my favorite things is that uh, growing up when I was in high school, I was just, the birches blew me away. Coming from Abbeville, Kansas, where my granddad's buck, the Rumford Rodeo horses were pretty tame, really. I mean... We didn't have tie ropes at Rumford Rodeos. Like, that wasn't a thing. And, like, my, my grandfather's horse, they bucked okay. I mean, they weren't, they weren't, you know, stupid great, but they were good enough for our rodeos. And you could be pretty much like, okay, 44 low, and the horse be like, oh, me? Yes, sir. Sorry. And then I get to the high school finals. I go to Gillette, Wyoming. And, you know, I've always been a huge bucking horse guy still to this day. And I saw the Birches, and that's when I first met Sanford when I was a sophomore in <laughs> high school. Sanford. When everybody else was off going to dances and chasing girls around and doing all that, I would go every morning 
and get on the catwalk and just watch the birch rodeo horses. And it just, they cruised in in a yellow semi, all y'all together. A big, I think it was a Freightliner. No, it, it was a Peterbilt. Whooped it up in there, and I was like, who are these people, and how can I be a part of this? And I said, I was a part of the whole time, and, and uh, so I got to be good friends with, with Chad. And, and uh, when Chad's around, me and Chad, we have some similarities in our looks. Um, we both don't like to tuck our shirts in, and uh, we both sweat a lot. And, yeah, I was going to say, the beads of sweat. And so uh, we were, I don't remember, maybe it was, I don't know, five or six years ago, we were somewhere, and, and uh, everybody's like, are you with the Birches? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, man, you look like Chad. Are you all related? And I'm like, yeah, I'm their younger brother. So that was the joke for a while as the missing Birch brother. But when we You're were not rap- near tough enough. Well, when we were at Rapid City, uh, I don't know if we ever told us on Rump Chat, but... Um, we're at Rapid City at Central States Fair, and, and I was like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go watch them sort bucking horses and come hang out, you know, and I go over there, and Chad's got a skunk, and uh, he's carrying this skunk around, and he walks up, and he's having some trouble sorting. He says, would you mind holding this skunk? And I didn't, I was like, what? And he had some, I mean, it didn't look real. It was so clean and beautiful, and he handed me a skunk, and it was his pet skunk, and he went back and sorted and said he had two pet skunks, but one got loose. The old scratch and sniff is what he called them. <laughs> the two skunks name. The scratch and the sniff. But I don't know which one he handed you, but, yeah, <laughs> they both disappeared. He got into a deal there for a couple of years. He, he liked their descendant skunks, but they still smell a little skunky, <laughs> trust me. He lost them two because he thought they was his friends, so he just let them out in the yard and thought they'd come back like a dog every night. No, skunks just disappeared. He was heartbroken. The skunks got loose and went and found the chickens. <laughs> they might have got some chickens, I don't know. Then he got a white one, but it wasn't white. If he called it white, he said, it ain't white, it's champagne. <laughs> champagne. And that one got out, too. An Indian friend of ours, Bo Yonke, stayed the night there, and he left the door open when he left. Well, the skunk got out, and skunks never come back, and neither has Bo Yonke, because <laughs> Chad was mad. <laughs> he blamed Bo Yonke for that one. Old Bo Yonke let the skunk out. Bo Yonke and, Mo- and <laughs> Bogey Moppin. Bogey Bogey Moppin just wanted to die. <laughs> Finally, he got his wish. He did. Oh, God. That's one of the best rump chat stories of all time is old bogey. <laughs> the old bogey mopping. So oh. I wonder how many other stock contractors pack around chickens and skunks. Well, I don't know. I think we're strange brew, that's for sure. <laughs> I, mean, I don't pack around skunks, but I'll put a chicken rope in on one of, one of the funniest things I've ever seen, uh, we're really going off on Chad, but uh, at Houston one year, and down around the, the NRG complex, there's bums, right, you know. And, but what they, these, are not, these are a little bit different than bums or peddlers. And they come up to you with a gas can. And they say, oh, this is my car over here. I just need some gas. And then you say, okay, bud, let's go fill you. I'll go fill your gas can up. Well, no, don't you worry about it. I don't want you to do that. I'll, just give me, you know, if you give me $5, I'll, I'll just do it. Don't, don't worry about it. Well, Chad had some semi-troubles. And when I say some, I'm talking about probably about 
$30,000 in repairs or something like that. He was a little hot. And this poor son of a gun comes up to him and tries to get this. And you want to talk about getting melted down on? Oh, you son of a bitch. Why don't you give me $5? I got to send my truck that has $20,000 in repairs. You don't even, this guy's like, whoa, okay, never mind. I'm so sorry. We never saw that bum again. No, and then that one guy, he was dressed like a preacher. <laughs> Come up there bumming some money that day. Or it was the next day. And he goes, would you mind... I'm homeless. Would you mind uh, giving me a few dollars? And Chad looked at him and he goes, the hell with you. I need to buy liquor too. And I was like, you just told that to a preacher. <laughs> I, don't, I oh. doubt he's a preacher. But so Now my mind's tripping. So many Houston stories. So, well, when you spend 20-some days in a place together with your buddies, and one time I, uh, well, they had the residence ends, right? That's where they put us. And they have the two levels, bedroom, bathroom upstairs, you know, kitchenette, bed come out of the wall, the couch bed. Well, I was staying on the couch bed. Yeah. Well, come in one night. We all went to the bar. And um, I come in, and Jesse Bale was already on my couch bed. Well, I was not going to sleep with Jesse Bale after he'd been drinking because <laughs> Jesse leaked when he drank. Yeah, he leaked a lot. And so I go, well... Move over, Matt. <laughs> I'm coming in. And uh, we were pretty tooted up. And I'm laying there. And all of a, and Matt, he reaches over and he grabs the remote. And he's laying there in bed and he takes the remote and it's this slow. And he... <laughs> he's trying to drink the remote. Didn't have nothing left and I, in it, did it? And I kept trying to grab it, like, no, no, no. I just let him go. And then fall asleep, and I feel this big paw Ooh. do this. I'm like, oh, no, no, Matt. <laughs> no. No, Matt. <laughs> Find your happy place. So he does it again. And I go, no, Matt, kind of a little bit more aggressive. And he does this. Eyes are not open. This guy's gone, and he does this. And I remember thinking, well, okay, I guess. <laughs> I can take a little while with you. <laughs> You're Let's cute. Go. Why not? <laughs> I thought he was going to beat me up. He, he thought I'm I was a cuddler, man. I'm a cuddler. If he's sleeping I mean, with me drunk, he was mad. I wouldn't let him cuddle with me. So when he, when he put that fist like that, it really made me rethink my sexuality. <laughs> Just so you know, if you are going to, uh, no matter what, what you, uh, what you identify as or who you are, if you lay down in the area in the same region with Matt, you will be cuddled. That was the night that That's gal- just hugging, you know. That- I mean, I'm, no big deal. Do you we remember that we gal- just hugged a little bit. Now, remember that gal that says she rode bulls? And she went to the bar with us. She was with one of somebody that was in our group. And she says she rode bulls. And, she, and I go, you ever ride Bodacious? She goes, never had the chance. <laughs> I was at the armadillo. Yeah. Oh, man, you met some dandies in yeah. that place. Yeah, I got kicked out there. I just asked the girl if she had pants on underneath the T-shirt. That's all I asked, and they took that, I guess. Oh, well, <laughs> those were my wild days. I don't do that anymore. Besides just a rodeo deal, speaking of wild days, you guys do a lot of hunting. Like Four-horse outfitters, baby. Bring in huge hunts to, uh, to, to, your, to Rosette, Wyoming, and... When everybody talks about rodeo guys, you know, there's all these 
wild rodeo stories. But the hunters that come in, um, I'm sure that I, I want to go. I'm not even a hunter, but I told Matt, I just want to go up there and hang out with the hunters because it seemed like hunters have a pretty good time also. Oh, yeah. These guys pay a lot of money to come hunting with me, but, I mean, they've been highly, through the years, we've... Vetted? Uh, yeah, vetted <laughs> what we're going to take, and we take party groups is what they are. I mean, these guys pay a lot of money to come hunt, but they're all buddies, get their own camp. I mean, we got 12 bedrooms, six bathrooms, bar, kitchen, the whole nine yards. I mean, it's big, 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 nice place. Killing something big is icing on the cake, but most of these guys come there to just get away, drink with me, and have a good time, and drink with my guides. I mean, it's it gets pretty wild in there, trust me. What, do, what do you, was the main thing they hunt up there? Mule deer. Mule deer are the biggest thing, and then we got elk and, and antelope. Antelope is a big thing, too. You got mule deer, antelope, whitetail, and elk, but the elk tag's a pretty hard tag to draw, but we got a lot of elk. What did those guys ever get too wild where you have to kind of set them down and go, okay, boys, that's probably enough out of you. <laughs> oh, not very often, but I do got a good story about a good old client from North Carolina. He died about five years ago from a blood clot, but he'd hunted with me for like 18 years. His name was Chris Lance. Well, he'd been putting in for an elk tag for years, and he finally drew it. Well, that was the year that they opened the elk season at September 1st. Rifle. I mean, you can hunt them with a rifle September 1st because we was getting a lot of elk. And he finally drew this tag. Well, two weeks prior to him showing up, I get pulled over for drinking and driving. And I get a, whoops, thrown in jail. And then when you let, let you out, you know, they take your driver's license away from you and you, they give you this piece of paper that you got to carry with you all times until you're proven guilty at the court, you know. So, Chris, he shows up. We went out opening morning. We killed this bull pretty late in the evening, so we loaded him up and we brought him back to camp. Next morning, we took him out of my big cooler and we put him in the back of my truck, headed to Gillette to the locker plant. Well, we get right out south of Gillette a little ways, and I wasn't paying attention. I was just BSing old Chris, and pretty soon I see the berries and cherries behind me. I was like, oh, God shit. damn. But I wasn't drinking at this time. But I'd realized that I didn't have this piece of paper that I was supposed to have. Well, I looked in my rearview mirror, and the guy that got out of the police or the highway patrolman, same guy that arrested me from a DUI two weeks ago. <laughs> he had this stupid-looking cowboy hat on, and same guy. So he walked up there, and he goes, uh, you guys in a hurry? I said, no, sir, but I was just BSing. I didn't, wasn't paying attention. He said, uh, I need to see your driver's license, registration, proof of insurance. I said, well, I got two of them. He goes, what, what don't you got? I said, my driver's license. He goes, why don't you got your driver's license? I said, you might not remember me, <laughs> but two weeks ago you pulled me over for a DUI and you gave me a slip of paper when I got out of jail. And he goes, <laughs> Mr. Birch. I said, yeah, yeah. He goes, why is it every time I pull you over, you got a gun with you? And I never, I don't even know how I come up with this. I said, well, I don't know. I said, but every time you pull me over, you got a gun too. And I pointed to his hip and I was like, uh-oh, I shouldn't have said that. And he kind of looked back and he's like, you know, that was good. And he said, well, I said, I don't got this piece of paper with me. And he goes, uh, he goes, I'll be right back. So he went back there and this Chris Lance goes, you can talk to cops like that out here? 
I said, hell, he just arrested me two weeks ago. I said, well, I kind of know the guy. We're practically best friends by now. Yeah, yeah we should have been. So he comes back 10 minutes later, and he goes, I'm going to let you off with a warning. He said, uh, but the next time you need to have this sheet of paper with you. I said, yes, sir, I will. And he kept looking at that bull elk in the back of the truck, and he goes, I see you got a bull elk in the back of your truck. I said, yes, sir. And he goes, I didn't even know bull elk season was open. And this Chris Lance just looked over, looked right around me, and he goes, it opens tomorrow, but we thought we'd get a jump on it. And I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> it took me 25 minutes, and we almost had to call the game warden to convince this guy that we did not shoot this elk out this season. You oh, I was a mad son of a bitch when we left there. I said, you can't talk to people like that. You should have told the police officer, sorry about my friend. Never argue with him, argue with him when he's been drinking. Yeah, <laughs> dang. My whole heart just fell right to my boots. I was like, what did you just say? Oh. Uh, I got to get up there sometime. I've, yeah. I've been to hunting camp, but not during hunting season. Oh, so, yeah. So how does that work? Like, you take certain groups at certain times or, like, because uh, that's in the – I don't know anything about hunting or chicken roping until today, but I feel like I'm getting educated on it. So different guys come. When you say party groups, are you talking, like, 10 or 12 or 8 or uh, – 10 to 12 guys, each group. And they're there. They show up the day before they hunt. We hunt four days, and they leave the next day. And then a new set comes in. So it's like rodeo where you can't ever get a break. Like, the old no, set no. leaves, and you're like, the new ones get in there like, yeah, hunting, party, fishing. Yeah. The old check liver light's on at all times. <laughs> Them guys come in for four days or five days and party. They get to go back to normal living. We get a new set in, and they're fresh, and they're wanting to party, and, I mean, you're wore down. It's like the third 20. waivers that got here today at the NFR. They're bright and shiny faces. They're so happy. <laughs> Vegas, yes. Yeah, the Shut last up. weekend for three days. Uh, get me home. <laughs> That's exactly what hunting season's like. Where, uh, where's most of your hunters come in from? Oh, they're all over California, uh, Texas, North Carolina, Washington. I mean, they're from everywhere. They really are. How far out are you? Are you booked? Like, oh yeah, we're booked for two and a half years right now. Booking for the third, going the third year right now. Well, I better get on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, better, you better start hunting. So Don't you have, years. like, a friends weekend where, like, a bunch of cow buddies would come up? And I used to, but I can still make one of them weekends. We need to. I can still make one of them. Who? God. I'm Who? telling you, four horse outfitters. Check them out. I think you got a social media. I think you got a Facebook page. Oh, yeah, we got a Facebook page, and now we do have a website. Fonzie did finally get that done Fonzie. after four or five antelope hunts for free with these guys, but I think we finally got a website put up. But. Fonzie Haskell, what a good dude. Um, I want to ask you to do one more thing. I know that we've heard this on Rump Chat before, but there's people here today that maybe have never heard it. Will you please tell the story about roping the goat with the wagon? <laughs> Well, years ago, me and Chad, we was just little kids, twin brothers. I think we was about seven years old, maybe. And my dad, back in the day, when he went to a horse sale, it was just a notorious deal to bring a goat back. I mean, and he had a whole wild goat herd up there on Red Top Hill. Well, he went to a horse sale one day, and next morning, me and Chad are standing out there in our little backpacks and our metal lunch boxes and everything waiting for the bus to come. In walks this big white billy goat. 
Chad goes, boy, wouldn't that be fun if we could rope him and we get in that wagon and he'd just pull us? I said, well, how do you want to do this? He said, well, we'll just tie this in there. We'll scoot this wagon up there. And he said, I'll rope him and you can take a ride. Ten four, my brother could talk me into anything, you know. So I get in the back of this Red Rider wagon, we sneak it up there by the corner, and we wait for this goat to come in there, and he took him a little nibble of water, and he picked his head up. Chad laced it out there, and I'll be damned if he didn't catch him. This goat blats and spins around and is running right across the goddamn parking lot there. There's an old yellow Chevy feed pickup over there. And I was holding on the side going, yee, 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 yee. And then I watched that goat go right underneath that yellow Chevy feed pickup, and I was like, uh-oh, and I mean, he did wipe me out right there, <laughs> tore my backpack off, dented my lunchbox, the goat got <laughs> out of there, mom watched us all, mom comes out there, kicked the shit out of both of us, told us we're cruel animals and we don't go to school today, I'm out of air, I can't breathe, another one good, my brother talked me into doing that one, <laughs> drug me right underneath the feed pickup. You know, that's what brothers are good for, uh, I did that to my not quite with a goat, but when my brother was little, uh, he used to, when he was like eight, nine years old, he wanted to be a bullfighter. So he would put on like this little bullfighting outfit and we would just run a bulldog and steer in, you know, just a, a core any steer. And then Ty would get in there and just chase him around on foot. And it was, it was cuter than shit. And he liked it. Well, uh, back when you had landlines, my girlfriend called and, uh, my brother answered the phone and, he said, oh, which girlfriend is this? And then she dumped me, and I was pretty upset. Well, so we were down in Andrews, Texas, getting a load of fight or roping steers from uh, Dan Fisher. Well, he had a fighting bull stag, stag steer in there, and he said, you know, do you think Bronco would use this steer? I said, yeah, throw him in there. But he wasn't no, <laughs> he wasn't no bigger than a bulldog and steer. So we get back, and I was pretty mad at my brother. I thought, man, I'm going to, I'll get him. So Ty, he comes out in his little bullfighting stuff, and he says, hey, will you put one of them steers in that pen? I said, oh, you bet, you bet, yeah. So I put this stag in there, this fight, little fighting bull stag. He didn't probably weigh 400 pounds. Ty didn't weigh probably 35 pounds, and he gets in there, and he goes, hey, hey. And that stag turned around and hooked the crap out of my brother. I mean, gets him down and breaks his little arm, and... The first thing I did was run that steer back with all the other steers. And while Ty's laying there crying, then I sorted another steer off, the gentle one, put it back in the pen. Then I went and got my dad. You would not believe what Ty did without me knowing. And he comes out there, and he had to get a, just like a plate and nine screws in his right arm. So, I mean. <laughs> brothers are brothers. I think I mean. the, in, our, in, in our business, though, like, the, it's harder to be brothers and sisters. Like, I, uh, my sister and I, you know, we've had to box each other a few times have you and have you and chad ever really had to throw down boxing match between the two of you oh yeah who won well, mostly chad but i've kicked his ass a couple of times <laughs> what were the fights over what like was it just brother like, stuff like when you, you guys know? were in high school hell the last fight we got in was in caldwell idaho and it had to been i don't know eight years ago nine years ago we went to the, what was that? Dutch great, Goose. The Dutch Goose. I was with you all on that, actually. <laughs> and we got in a hat-whipping contest playing pool and everything. It was a good day. Good night. Colby Hannum and me and Chad were taking a ride back in the Peterbilt, Old Flame. was pulling into the parking lot of the Best Western, wherever we all stayed. 
And I happened to look back and shout at him a new hat on. I said, God damn, that's that straw hat that I've lost two years ago. And he goes, well, it's been in the sleeper. I said, well, give me that back. We're all drunk, you know. And he goes, no, it's my hat. It's been in my sleeper. I just put my hat on top of the dash. I said, I'm going to take that damn hat from you. And he goes, brother, I'm going to warn you, my friend. If you climb back here in the bunk, I'm going to kick you in the face. <laughs> I was like, 10-4, put my hat up there. You know how you turn around out of the passenger seat and you got a duck underneath there to get in the sleeper? He wasn't lying. I mean, he kicked me right in the face and got me in a headlock and the blood was just going everywhere. And I was just fixing to get my head strung out of there because the blood was so slimy. Somebody grabbed me by the damn ankles and drug me out of there. The cops had already got there. And they'd literally made me and Chad stand there face to face, either go to jail or shake hands, and I was not oh. wanting to shake hands with him. You know, like what two was... third graders standing out there. Do you I was even... like, I ain't shaking that damn bitch's hand, dude. Do you know what they should have done? I've seen this on on Facebook for brothers and sisters when they fight. They have the get along shirt. Y'all seen those? Like it's a big shirt, and the brother and sister have to put it on. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my god! See the one for Christmas, Anna. The Birch <laughs> brothers on the side of the road in a get along T-shirt where they're stuck together. <laughs> They should have wore that day that you're all in jail together. <laughs> when, when, so when they, they, when they had a party. They had a party the night before, got busted. They get both, they're in high school, and they got put in jail. Well, their class was taking a class trip to the jail the next day. It was <laughs> like three were, days later. Three days later, and they're in the jail cell, and all their classmates are walking by. <laughs> Mr. Glass. They'd all been at the party. <laughs> oh, yeah, they'd all been at the party, but me and Chad are the only ones that got thrown in jail for it. And we seen him come through there with the ag teacher, Mr. Glassen, and he was walking down through there. He goes, This is cell block A over here. This is where all the felons are fixing to go to prison. Cell block B is over here for misdemeanors, and this is cell block C. This is juvenile hall at, and the Birch Brothers. He said, I was wondering where you guys have been. And Chad's like, hi, we're right here. And everybody waved at us. We're the scared straight program. <laughs> you know, when, when me and my brother went to jail, though, it was kind of different um, situations. Uh, he wanted me, when I was 21, he wanted me to buy him beer for a party. So I did. I bought him and his friends a bunch of beer. Then I called the sheriff's department and turned in underage drinking. And the sheriff's department pulled up to arrest them for underage drinking. And then in return... They uh, ratted me out for buying alcohol to minors. So uh, me and my brother got to spend a night together in the uh, Reno County um, facility, which was lovely, by the way. They had Schwann's pizzas. And, uh, yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a proud God. moment for my dad. My brother and I are pussies. We haven't done <laughs> You've been to jail with your brother. You've been in jail with your brother. Not me and Andy. <laughs> me and Chad have been in jail a couple of times pretty, all through the years, yeah. But I like, in my defense, like, every time that I have got arrested, the arresting officer was giggling when we got there. Like, it wasn't like, get in there. He's like, oh, you really did that, didn't you? Like, <laughs> well, most of our times was the same way. I mean, hell, we ain't outlaws. We just like to have fun. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's the best part of rodeoing and, and our way of life is having fun. I mean, it, look at this convention center. Everybody's here to have fun. People, I mean, what other place when you, can you just slam a beer at 9.30 in the morning, and it's acceptable. You know what I'm saying? Airports. In, air, well, 
You can do Why it. Why when you fly? Do you, is anybody else when you fly? I'm like, eh, it's 8.30. I can have a drink. Is that just me? Okay. Um, you can do that at my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. been, I've been there, done that. I know. <laughs> when, I, when I first met your mom, I was swinging through. I was going to a rodeo or somewhere, and uh, I, I laid over for a couple of days at the ranch. And your mom, she asked me if I wanted anything to drink. She goes, we have whiskey and we have water. Can I get you something? <laughs> I said, I'll have a whiskey and water, man. A whiskey and water, please. <laughs> man, the, the one other, speaking of slamming beers and having fun, when my brother was picking up in Raleigh, North Carolina, at the world's toughest Bulls and Bronx a couple years ago, you know, that's a one-night deal at Raleigh at the PNC Center, and they have 16,500 people show up for that. Well, I was flying out. He had a truck and trailer there, and uh, he was going on to the next one in Columbus, Ohio. So after the, the Saturday nights after, we, we all go back to the Embassy Suites. It's always like a, like a cast party, especially when you get on those winter runs like that with the world's toughest where everybody's in it together, you know, the bullfighters and clowns and announce like we're all one group. And so I told my brother, I was like, hey, do you got some, got, you got some beer at the hotel? No, man, you better stop and pick up some. Okay, so I stopped and picked up a 24-pack of beer, and I go to his room where I was, I was staying with him that night because I had a, a 7 o'clock flight the next morning, and I opened his cooler, and it was full of beer. And he goes, ha-ha, joke's on you because you can't fly home with that beer. You just bought me a case. This is at 11.15. I said, I'm not going to quit until I get this case of beer drank. And I went as hard as I could and then I set my alarm for 4.15 a.m. to finish it off, which I did. <laughs> I was kind of in bad shape, so I, I said, Ty, you got to take me to the airport. And Ty's just pissed off that I'm alive, you know. So he's like, they're not going to let you fly if you've been drinking. I'm like, oh, yeah, they will. I do it all the time. And so I start lecturing Ty how he needs to mind his own business, and I'm older than he is. And I've been around a little bit, and if he was – any kind of smart, he'd shut his mouth and listen to his big brother. So we get to the airport, and uh, he goes, well, I'm going to watch you. So he parks there, and he says, I'm going to watch you go in in case they won't let you on the plane. And I says, let me show you something. They're going to let me on this plane. Walk into the airport, and there's a line through security. And you know how they have them, like, nylon guide ropes? Well, I thought it was a pole. You know, I thought it was like an actual rail. So I told Ty, go on, I'm fine. And he's just sitting there looking at me. I said, so I text him. I said, get out of here. Well, I, go to, I thought that was a pole, so I go to lean. I'll lean on that rope and take out about a mile and a half of people in the security line because the whole ropes are you did. all connected. And he just looks over at me and smiles and waves and drove off. And I got home. Yeah, good for you, but I've been funnier than hell to watch. It's yeah. been great. You know, and I don't like to celebrate how much fun I've had in life, but there's been times when I've had so much fun when I've flown home, I slept in the parking lot of the airport until I'm ready to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there before, too. Well, especially out in Vegas, uh, uh, it's such a fun atmosphere out here, and it is a reunion. Like, you see people you don't see all year. You might see somebody lives two miles away that – you know, you never sit and talk to, and you bump into them at, at the convention center, you know? Yeah, it's crazy how many people you'll see that you haven't seen in years from home, you know? I mean, you see them every once in a while, but, yeah. Well, 
It's a great gathering of people, and it's a great, it's a great goddamn event. I mean, it e- really is. Even us, because, I mean, when we go to rodeo, there's one barrel man, you know. There's a couple bullfighters, stock on whatever. But here, it's everybody's together at one time. And so it, that's, that's the funnest part it's always been for me. Even when you were throwing a drink in my face, it was a lot of fun. Why don't you throw me a beer while you're sitting there? Uh, we won't name that. What was drink, the drink? Uh, you want me to say? Maybe not here. <laughs> I was going to say. Maybe not here. Yeah. Uh, it was a shot. It was a red drink. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> started, Moving right it along. It started with wet. But we'll <laughs> Anyhow, so, speed of drinks. Matt threw it in my face. We was just and drunk. We was drunk, time. and I was giving, making fun of him. And That's your fault. He threw it in my face, and I was so mad because <laughs> it was red, right? And I like, have this yellow shirt on, and it's just all over me. Mustard yellow? And, again, it was like when he clenched his fist up when I went and snuggled with him. What am I going to do? I had to sit there and take it. A guy threw a drink him. in my face. I tell you what I'm going to do. And I took it. I'm going to do there ain't for shit you. I'm doing to him. <laughs> I got an idea. I told you I loved you. Yeah, I he took it, you know what? He took his own shirt off his own back and tried to give it to me. Yeah. Here's what I'm prepared to do. If you lose the tattoo league. I'm not losing. If you lose the tattoo league and I win, you can forego the tattoo if you fight Matt Birch. At the bucking ball, I'd rather at the get a, I'd rather get a Mike Tyson face tattoo. <laughs> well, um, I got to tell you this: tomorrow on here is a very special day because our friends. Speaking of drinks, Pendleton Whiskey is sponsoring the Rump Chat Blind Date. Yes, tomorrow is the day. Jordan Molinado is our bachelorette, former Miss Rodeo Texas, and she is going to have a pick from the herd of three young bachelor men that are going to be here tomorrow and this is the cool thing about the, the, the day after she picks who she wants to go Pendleton Whiskey is giving them gold buckle seats to the NFR so they're going to have to meet here hang out for the day go to the rodeo and then come up back on the next day and, and tell us about their experience you know what Matt it's we just we do so much for people I mean we're finding love we get people drunk. <laughs> you guys are matchmakers. You really we, are. We really are. Our prize package. I wish Chet Johnson would have heard that if he'd have been I here know. today. Chet could have talked to Shandon. Thanks, Don't worry about thanks, that t-shirt. That's $25, Rory. Because he's a bachelor. Speaking of, uh, yeah, go see Jesse. We've got merch back here. Jesse, raise your hand. Look at this. Rub Look at this. Chat. Rub Chat t-shirts. You need, y'all need to give them for Christmas, everybody. Because the proceeds go to the children. It's Rumford and I's yes. children, but it goes to the children. It goes to our children. The money goes directly to us. 100% of that goes to us. You know? Um, so, uh, yeah, buy a T-shirt. Well, it's, Matt, this is dead honest, guys. Like, this guy right here is one of those people, unlike Rory Lemel, that, uh, <laughs> and I, I say this all the time to people, like, if I was in a bind and... My world was falling apart, and I needed a ride and $10,000. This guy would be in the truck and not even ask why. He's, that's the type of people that they are. And uh, a good friend, and we just we love having you come by. and appreciate you very much. Well, I love you guys. <laughs>
I appreciate coming on. What's that? Uh, he's wanting to hire Benji. Hey, before we <laughs> before we end this, can it, let's ask Hambone a hard question. You're on a deserted island. You have all the food and water you can need. You're going to be there for one year before you're rescued. Who would you take on the deserted island? Matt Birch, Wade Sundell, or Luke Branquino? Matt. That's... <laughs> he, are you Matt. saying that because Matt's sitting there, or do you mean that? Well, Matt and I, one, we've already snuggled, so we can stay warm. Very, very true. Uh, <laughs> so gross. Matt's, Wade, he'd get so wiry you couldn't deal with him. Yeah. Luke's, Luke's big enough too to soft. kick the shit out of him. Luke's too soft. <laughs> Luke's sitting right there. Uh-oh. Luke's too soft. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> you wouldn't want to take Garrett Yergin because we wouldn't have enough hair care product. Yeah, but we need good. Oh, well, another good day tomorrow. <laughs> There's Lukey. Tomorrow is going to be a big day, though, so if you get a chance to come by the Rump Chat Blind Day, I'm so excited about that. And look on our Instagram, at Rump Chat. You can see the Bachelorette, and she is... 23 years old, just graduated with honors from Texas A&M. She's extremely beautiful. Yeah, this is a legit deal. We've got some bachelors. This is for real. So tomorrow is going to be the day. We know all the the bachelor's dads, too. So that's an important thing because we can get their, you know, we can do this to them. Connor Reagan from. uh, No, no, no. You can't tell it, you dumbass. Oh. No. She can't know who they are. I said President Reagan, if you would listen. (laughs) Jeez, Hambone. Apparently, he's never seen the dating game. You know, when they say bachelor number one. Well, she's not going to know because she won't be able to see him. Well, you're, you're, but you're just about to tell who they are. Anyhow, moving right along. Who is the guys that you got showing? Well, I can't, can't tell say. you. Damn. I just tried and I got in trouble. You can I watch it. Was, hey, yeah. you can watch on the way home. <laughs> okay, I can do that. Anyway, but um, yeah. Oh, hey, Matt. Um, a good gift idea. So we have our sponsor, Manscaped. Yeah. Trim your beard, chest hair, okay. your garden. Anything you need trimmed. My garden's trimmed. Keep it high and tight. High and tight. Anna would appreciate it. <laughs> you appreciate a good Manscaped man, right? <laughs> yes. Lawnmower, go to manscaped.com, rump chat 20, get 20% off. And free shipping. I might just do that. Yeah. And a happy wife. Gold yes. Buckle Beer. Get you a Gold Buckle Red Beer River right Arena's, over there. Red River Arena's, y'all. Red River Arena's right over here. Booth 2018. Go see them. If you need some panels, Matt, they've got them. I know. Megan, There's got a lot of panels. stuff in here. I'll get some panels. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow 11 o'clock. Thank you, Matt Birch. Thank, Thank you, boys. Uh, since Junior Rodeo, go to dy.com. WJCRA. WCRA. They got it all. Youth Rodeo. Thank yep. you. Bye. you
floor. Divine intervention comes a knocking on my 